You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Who Says No on the Bradfoe Show. This is Coop. I'm joined by Sammy along with our guy Gordo. We're back, and we're still not sure how to feel about this team. I'm not sure how to feel about this team. They cleaned up against the Angels. They didn't get the sweep, but they at least got the three-win series. And Monday, I don't really think you can chalk up to being an actual L um, just because of how weird it was. I mean, it was an L. It's going to count as an L, but when you look at that game, I don't think you can really include it. It's an outlier. You have to disregard it. Um, and now we're coming off of a, a twins series win again, no sweep, but the Sox are looking good past week of games. The Sox are back. What you just described is winning five out of seven coop. Come on. Yeah. Give the boys some credit. Yeah. We got a winning percentage. We're above 500 at five or at 500. Cause lost is it middle 10 game. and 10. Yep. 10 and 10. nine and nine. 10, 10 and 10. 10. The mid socks, baby. Let's go. The mid socks are back. Happy 420. We're smoking on the mid socks, baby. Listen, guys, if you just disregard all games played against the Tampa Bay Rays and the Pittsburgh Pirates, they're 10 and 3. What an opposite side of the spectrum there. It's like, hey, like the Pirates who are the Pirates and then the Rays who are now the best team in baseball. Uh, If we play every team in between that, we're pretty good. Yeah, Dude, I, love, I love how the uh, the pirates get off to like, a, like a decent April, and we're like, "Well, the pirates are the pirates." What do you expect? Yeah, come on. <laughs> I love Rich Hill, but it, he's not he's not leading them to any pennants. I can tell you that. Listen, much. man, they got McCutcheon again. They got yeah, group or what? Average age of what thirty six right now on that team. Though you know what, they do have a lot of young guys that are just all hurt, so can't can't knock them it's, for that. It's just a bunch of children, and then Rich Hill, Andrew McCutcheon, and uh, Carlos Santana. That's, it's Daddy Daycare. It's yeah, Daddy it's Daycare. Weird. It's a weird vibe, but it, it's working for them so far. It's good for them. And it's what the Sox are doing is kind of I don't. Is it working for them? It depends. I would you... say, yeah. If you're five hundred, it it's. 81 wins is above what everyone like was projecting them to get. Coop, I said this last week. The biggest question that Pete, Red Sox fans need to ask themselves, what did you expect this year? Because I think, is there a I think the people in the know, I would say, said around 500, maybe a little bit better. So I don't think anyone has any complaints right now. This is no. this is you got to watch a which makes team. our job hard. Like what give us something to talk about cuz like yeah. You can't be upset about Chris Sale because Chris Sale would look absolutely nails. And I, Tanner Houck is now giving you questions about the rotation when James Paxton pooped himself down in Worcester. So it's kind of like you have you, it's like a step forward, a step back. That's how the Red Sox are operating right now, which I can Sox. get by on. Like we said, bridge year. So I can get by on the Mid Sox. I, I got a, I got a question for you guys. Um, I tweeted this out and it uh, got a lot of responses. Um, obviously, we're very early in the season, but like, we're going to give Verdugo that extension. Like, should do it soon. 
before that price keeps going up because like i he's saw you tweet this out. oh my god man i my idea that i tweeted gordo what, what you're what you saw i just copied the andrew benintendi contract i wanted to see what people thought and i i like to post these questions to red sox fans just to taste the room the temperature um and it was the most lopsided yes question i've ever posted everyone wants verdugo to stay now crazy how things change not that we I ever know i'm um, surprised people would want to give would, him ben attendee money though we would never talk about about letting ben, go of alex verdugo he kind of got paid by uh, the white Sox. five years 75 million so 15 million a year i feel like that's totally fair for verdugo because like you know he wasn't a 15 million dollar player before this year now he looks like he's more than a 15 million dollar player so let's meet in the middle take out the risk for verdugo five years 75 million i feel like not to budge only because i said this earlier today at the station because we were talking about this uh do if you extend him so i would i would want him to get about like 12 to 14 a year ideally get five years that ends up lining him up with the time that yoshida is here so to have a consistent outfield throughout that time and to also get you to the point where Marcelo Myra is up, Sedane's up. You're starting to build in that infield. That's a good idea right there. I'm all for extending Verdugo, especially if he continues this. But at what point, like you said, do you risk like letting that value go up or knowing that this is a bridge year and knowing that the playoffs aren't a huge thing, do you let yeah. him build that value so you can move him for maybe some pitching prospects? No, no, no. So here's, here's, I was actually having a conversation with someone about this. The person who I was speaking with, who I can't remember their name, sorry if you're listening, but um, they were saying, Verdugo's not a $15 million player. Look at his career. And I said, yeah, agreed. But I would say the best GMs pay for what they're going to get, not what they've gotten. So if you let Verdugo keep playing at this rate, granted, it's very unlikely he keeps up this torrid pace. It's, it's insane. But I think it's pretty clear that he's, he's taken a step forward. If you let him keep going, that price keeps going up, and that makes it harder to figure out the rest of the roster. So I say do it now. Do what you did with Whitlock. Get him at a decent, you know, fair. You're not ripping him off. You're not hosing him in any way. But, you know, five years, $75 million, that's a crazy amount of money for anyone. Five years is a good amount of term. I think it makes a ton of sense. I'd, I'd do it yesterday. It's also a much more palatable extension than, you know, some of the extensions that have been going around. So I, I feel like there's no excuse for them not to do it, especially with everything that's happened. Um, I want to give you which, a counter take. Wait, real quick, real this. quick, real quick, real quick. Just because I just saw the chat. Ooh. How do you guys, how do you guys like to get energized? Oh, Maybe it's dude, I only have one source of energy. Do you don't. want to guess what it is? You can't have one source of energy. That's that's illegal. No. I don't. It's not illegal. I, I don't that's know. It's illegal. That. It's magic. Did they? Is that like a new oh, law? No. It, like, did they overturn it? It's called Magic M. Magic M. No, you're not yes. going where I think you're going. No, Pierce. I heard you can't get that stuff anymore. What stuff are you talking about, Coop? I'm talking about Magic M. I'm talking about McFarlane, baby. God, we wanted to keep that hidden in there. So now, listen, that's advertising because you were expecting it at the beginning. Bang, out of nowhere. Now you're just like, you got a hankering for a little bit of energy. So shout out to McFarlane, powering the Bradfoe show, powering these lads here. Let it power you. Special M. Oh, that's beautiful, Coop. Thank you. Thank you. 
Yeah. Uh, do you want to do you want to give a quick test like personal testimony, Gordo? What's yeah, your favorite no, I, aspect of special M? Just the ultimate power it provides. I mean, I live in the city. I live in an apartment, and I don't know where I'd be without McFarland Energy. I really don't. It, it's changed my life. It could change yours too. Yeah, I, I I would let it change me. Uh, but on that note, what what were we about to get on about? What were we talking? Oh, Virginia. <laughs> I completely. Derailed. Sorry, I just. All, all, all over McFarland right now. Okay, no to, Verdugo. To, I got to give you a counterpoint here. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So counterpoint to the Verdugo five years, seventy-five million dollar deal that I like. Let's hear it. I so I think value wise, it it makes a lot of sense. And like I want him here, and like he belongs here. He's a boss. Like he belongs in Boston. You saw that post game interview. You seen the way he's been playing. He belongs here. But the issue, one issue I keep coming back to is if they lock up Verdugo, like he's not a center fielder. Yoshida's not a center fielder. That's your corner outfield for the next X amount of years, depending on on what that extension is. Like you got to be absolutely sure that he is the guy. So, if your question is, would I do it today? I'm still gonna say no. I wouldn't yet do it, and I'm willing to let the price increase just a little bit. You know, it's not like he's gonna if you if you wait until the All Star break, it's not like he's gonna turn into a twenty five million dollar year player. I would wait till then, get a bigger sample size. Make sure that what we're seeing is for real, not just not just you know, you know, some sort of streak. You know, I don't think it is. I think he's put in the work. He looks a lot better. His defense is a lot better. He looks totally locked in, and I think it's for real. I just want to be absolutely sure before we have the corner outfield locked in for the next half decade, because there's a lot of good corner outfielders out there. Some will hit the open market. <clears throat> Juan Soto. Um, so yeah, I want to be. I want to be absolutely sure. And the DH spot could open up at some point and like make your life a little bit easier. But in case it doesn't, I want to be sure. So all-star break, talk to me. That, that, that's, where, that's where I stand. All-star break, talk to me. I, I think he'll be fair. I, think, I don't think he's going to not talk to you then if he's playing well. Like I think he's always going to be open to the extension. I also feel like the price isn't going to fluctuate that much in between now and then. So it's kind of like right. you might as well sit and wait. And, well, it, and if anything, if anything, the Red Sox can be like, "Hey, you proved that you got that All Star tag on you. We'll bump it up to 15. Like we weren't, we're not going to play coy. Like we'll give you that Andrew Benatendi type money because he deserves so- it." Go ahead. No, you got it. I was going to say. So if we're at the All Star break, let's say he's hitting 320. He's got 10 home runs. He's got the highest OBP on the team outside of Devers. 15 still you think he still takes 15 i think he might i don't think it's crazy but you don't think he's like ah, why don't we get closer to 20 not that that's a huge you know increase for the red sox but it adds up as we've seen the luxury tax i think we were down to 3 million at the end of the off season this year and we were trying to figure out oh can we get andrew chafin can we get this guy you know it adds up so where would where do you think he ends up if we keep seeing the same verdugo up until july well, I'll, I'll tell you, if you said he's 10 homers, that would put him on pace for just under 20. I think if that's – and that's a realistic – that's a realistic exactly. guess. Yeah. If that's still like the pace – right. If that's, if that's where, he's, where he's at, I don't think the price is going to go too far over 15, uh, especially since he'd be signing a year and a half early. It's not like he's only going to have to put together another half year of production. He's going to have to do another year and a half. So he is, he is still eliminating some risk by signing. I, I think it would still be around 15. I don't think – I think if he's asking for 20, he won't get it, and he would have to just keep playing. Um, yeah, I think I think your deal would be, that would be there at the All-Star break. 
even if he's playing well. Like if he's hitting like 360 or something, then like, no, but three, yeah. 320, which is I think on the upper end of realistic guesstimates. If he's hitting that, I think 15 million years still there over five. So I, this think that's year, not, I think that's a huge ass 320. It, it, it's it yeah it's at the top that's like, i think it's at but the that's top also of, that does show you like sustained like success at what he's doing but like i feel like i feel like if he's a 300 batter i'm happy with that much 100 percent. i don't think if, if he's a 300 at the all-star break though i don't know if i'm giving him 15 a year he's at 338 see where he's at right now 338 is that it he's at yeah. 350 or maybe he got no. a couple more bats i think he no i must be wrong 338 or maybe with a 88 OPS. So he's like, that's all-star level, as you guys both know. So we got to campaign. Yeah, we do. I saw you, I saw you say that we got to start the campaign right now. Doogie for the all-star game. Yeah, but, we should, but okay. So, so we're kind of in agreement then same deal, five years, 75 million, but you want to wait until the all-star break just to be sure if the price goes up by like one or 2 million a year, whatever. Yeah, exactly. You know, if we didn't if we didn't have Yoshida locked in already at, at high money in the corner outfield, I think I'd be comfortable giving it out right now, to be honest with you. It's just yeah, it's just like the having that locked in gives me a little bit of a little bit of pause, but I, I do think he's gonna keep it up and I think he's gonna be the guy and hopefully he does get extended because that would be pretty cool. Yeah, it's a bit of a double edged sword. It's nice to have your guys locked in, but it's also they're your guys. So if they yep. if they fluctuate and go down. You got to stick with them. So I get what you're saying. And that's uh, that's the part that like freaks me out about like Verdugo is like, we do have a bigger sample size of him being more of like, you know, the mid socks uh, rather than like what he's putting on right now. And that in like, we, I mean, like we're just a dog chasing our tail right now. Like that's why Heim gets paid what he gets paid to make those type of decisions of, is that mm-hmm. going to be his projected future of the sustained success? You also have last year to go off of. I believe that's true. That he had one of the biggest uh, gaps between batting average and expected batting average, meaning he was very unlucky. So, uh, you know, you get the shift now, the bigger bases. Not that that does too much, but you know, it helps a little bit, and it's all adding up for him. So I'm happy for Verdugo. He seems like he really wanted to be a success in Boston. So, and as uh, Gordo said earlier, absolutely built for Boston. Two f bombs on live TV. My God, oh, so great! <laughs> Actually, like- so there was another uh, Verdugo. So Saturday, uh, the day game. Yeah, I was out on the field, and like all the pitchers are out warming up, and um, all of a sudden, like, outside the park, you hear like a car rev, and it's like a high nasally like type rev. So you know, it's like a nice sports car. And uh, you just hear someone out, like one of the pitchers out in the field, just go, oh, you know, Doogie's here. And then you just, you heard the car like rip again. And like, they all started bursting out laughing. And it's just kind of like, that's that dude. Like he he's gonna, he's kind of got that big poppy vibe to him. And I don't know. It's fun to have something like that around. Like you need a little bit of swagger on the team. You know what's funny is um, a few years ago, I think probably like 2018-ish, there was a rumor that the Yankees were looking at Verdugo. And I remember texting my friend, who's a big Yankees fan, and I was like, this guy's such a schmuck, man. He's built to be a Yankee. I can't stand this Verdugo guy. My God, I hope you get him. A few years later, he's on the Red Sox. I'm like, this guy's awesome. He's so cool. He's so fun. I love the chains. He's the best. By the way, Coop, you can attest to this. The the attire he wears, like going to and from the ballpark, very cool. Big Verdugo Always guy. on fire. Big Gucci guy. Loves himself yep. some Gucci. 
Yeah, so, he's cool. He's just like him. me. He's so, just hey, <laughs> Verdugo. He's just like Boston. Yeah. So Verdugo, if you're if you're hearing this, I see a lot of myself in you. So there you go. It's probably the worst thing anyone's ever said to him. Uh, I bet he's had worse. Do you want to leave your digits I, in, this, Yankee, in the description? The, the uh, bleacher bums out in uh, New York, bleachers creatures. That's another I, thing. I think they're tech, I mean, technical name. It's it's like he's Fused like a Red them. Sox fan. It's almost like he's like a Red Sox fan who's on the Red Sox. Who's good? He's he's really, and I'm a genuine saying this. He's perfect for the city. So glad to see him having success. And he was a Red Sox fan growing up. Like he loved Big Poppy. Remember that? Remember that when he got here? Was that a yeah. narrative for him? I like completely. Yeah, I mean, he. I remember Ortiz. Oh, that was because like to... it was like oh the first time they got to meet and everything. Yeah, he was like oh it was cool. Yeah, I remember that. He now. was so pumped. Um, on that note, we figured out that we're extending a guy. What about another guy that we're trying to figure out how he's going to belong here? Tanner Houck. Um, he he cooked. He cooked against the Twins. He, he the final game of the series to get the series win. He went seven innings. Uh, what was it? Three runs, but it could have been more. Three. And I'm trying to think how many K's did he end up having. Believe it was seven, seven, right? Because it was seven over seven. He went okay, so he went seven innings, six hits, one walk, three runs all earned on seven strikeouts. And then two of those runs were on a two run homer that he had with two outs in the seventh inning. So like right before he was done. A week ago, we were like, Who's gonna start on this team? Like we we got all these guys stink. And now listen, Tanner Houck's great, but he belongs in the bullpen. He can only get three innings. He sees the uh, yeah. rotate or he sees the lineup twice. You might as well call it a day. Now he's out there just dealing, now going like, going almost a full game. Now we got like seven starters. We got to find spots for Cutter Crawford. Comes into a game, goes six point one nothing from the Angels. My God, we have so many guys that was now. It's ridiculous. Great. Listen, people yeah. wanted to play Matt, pay Max Scherzer. That guy can't even get through a whole outing. Look what we yeah, got. Dude, 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 dude's a got. cheetah. Dude's yeah. a cheetah over here. We saved money. So, okay, can I, about Hauk, I'm going to be yep. totally honest. I have no idea. I am so torn. I am so 50-50 on this. He looked so great today, but still, third time through the lineup, two-run shot. So I'm like, is it fool's gold? Is this really him? Seven innings, three runs. You should win that 95% of the time. But can he do that multiple times? I'm so torn. I, I I was hoping that one of you could convince me one way or the other. So I'm all ears. Sample size says no for me. I, I've i just seen him out of that starting rotation, maybe fall on his face more than do what he did today. Hold um, on. No, back up a second, Coop. Why? He's not, why? He's He's never been bad as a starter. What's his? Oh, we gotta we gotta have these stats ready coming into this. But I'm pretty sure his starting pitcher ERA is in the threes. I I'm pretty sure it might even be like below three and a half. Yeah, I mean that wouldn't shock me. But it's like he goes like four, maybe five most of the time. That, that you yeah. know what? They, I take that back. That might be wrong. Well, they 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 limited him more recently. Like when he first came up, they kind of just let him go. Like in twenty twenty, I think it was what he had. He made three starts. Oh my god, he was so good. He had an 053 ERA and three starts. So much easier. And this is so like annoying to say. If James Paxton was healthy and you could just have him follow Hauk and just be ready in case Hauk gets in trouble that third time through, he's the complete opposite kind of pitcher as Hauk is. So whatever lineup the opposing team puts out there. If you go from Hauk to Paxton, it's going to be a little bit weird for them. But the guy 
can't stay healthy. So total uh, useless segue for me. So you're welcome, everyone. All right, I'm going to no, I'm you- looking at his numbers. I I am too tough on him, especially this season. I mean, here's he's a- can I tell you he's where averaging I two and a half runs or two and two thirds runs a game right now. No, two and a half. Yeah, four games started, ten earned runs. Yeah, so it's he is looking good this season. Now I'm getting talked into it. I'm just so like, I saw him see, dominate out of the pen in like the the playoffs in 21. So I'm kind of like, that's what yeah. I want to see. It's, it's so I'm so torn. Can you imagine you have Winkowski and Hauk, both guys who can come out of the bullpen and give you three clean innings? That is a weapon. But also, if he's a starter, that's even better. It's it's yeah. impossible. Gordo, it's a great problem. It's a great problem. I'll, I want to tell you guys where I stand on this because right now we're, we're in what we've all admitted is the big B word, the bridge year. Okay. The bit, the most important thing of this year is to figure out what you have. That's what we're talking about with Whitlock. I think we should extend that to Tanner Houck. You don't have to make the decision. You don't have to decide his whole career today. Like you can give him a shot. Like Cora took advantage of what they had a, seven run lead he threw him out there for the sixth then he had a nine run lead they threw him out there for the seventh like you can test the waters here you can let him start and see what he can do just keep letting try more and more and more and if it works then great and if it doesn't work you're not you're not totally screwed you got eight starters on this team i think they should be doing the same thing with cutter crawford like so would you i think do you this rotation one more time yes but Can I, I just I, say I'm I, looking. I'm looking at his pen numbers from the month of June in um in 2022. He had a sub. He was untouchable, ERA. right? He was. It was dominant, dude. Sub two. Oh, one point one whip. Oh. Can I tell yeah, you guys? No, something? out of the bullpen, he would, guys be, he would be lights out. That's really good. <laughs> the advanced stats say that it's good. Wait, he has a what? What's his ERA out of the pen? Um, so out of the pen in the month of June last year, he was a 1.54. Oh my God. I mean, not that we need bullpen guys right now. Hey, wow. Can you imagine if you fast, or if you rewind a year ago from now, we we're talking about, we have so many bullpen options. You'd think that we're nuts, but I don't, man, it's so tough. Gordo, I don't hate the idea of doing another trip through the six man rotation. It's April. I'm not super concerned about guys getting burnt out. So Maybe that's the way. You just kind of keep going. You don't have to decide everything now, as yeah. you alluded to. That's a good way to look at it. Well, yeah, and then there's also there's guys who I want to see what we have, and then guys who like they're on one year deals. Like I don't really care. Like I like Corey Kluber has gotten he got crushed last out. He's he hasn't been quite as bad as I think I and other people are are making him out to be. But right now, like. Do you really care that much if you have to toss Corey Kluber into mop-up duty until one of your young starters shows that they can't start? Like if if Tanner Houck shows that he's just not going to make it as a starter or if Cutter Crawford just, he has a nice little stretch and then he starts getting crushed, like, and then you can flip-flop it. Like, I don't really care about what we see from Kluber and like Paxton, like guys who are not going to be here next year. Like, I want to see what we have in Whitlock. I want to see what we have in Houck. I want to see what we have in Bayo. I want to see what we have in Cutter. And after what we just saw from Sale, I want to see what we have in, st- in Sale. Those are the five yeah. guys I think it's most important to see what we have at least as, as starters. And, you know, the rest, I, totally I mean, agree. they're going to be pissed. But, like, like Pavetta would be pissed. But 
I think you can put him in the pen and he would he would thrive there. And if one of these guys can't start, you know, you can just toss him right back in and he'll be fine. So I kind of agree. I, I think more so with Kluber that makes sense because I feel like I don't think Kluber or Pivetta are huge like this is our future kind of guys. But no. I think more so with Pivetta than Kluber. I think that goes without saying. So if it comes down to it, and this, again, this is something that would have sounded crazy a few weeks ago. You might have to put Kluber in mop-up duty, like you said, make him a bullpen arm. I mean, he's not, he's, he's been completely useless. He's taken them out of the game before they can even hit like multiple times opening day. Awful. First inning, always bad. So I get how people are hesitant. The guy has two Cy Young awards and he was steady last year too. So like, why would you give up on the guy in April? But like you said, he's not part of the future. Why are you beholden to this guy? Why do you have to keep running him out there? You're not winning the World Series this year. What are you gaining by keeping exactly? Exactly. And that's why I think you go with the six-man rotation for like one or two more turns. You give him two starts. And like if he's that's and for those two starts that he showed last year, then like nothing's making you put like Cutter Crawford back in the rotation full time. Like nothing's making you do that. Like if Corey Kluber has shown that he should be a starter here that, you know, I think his name and what he's done in his career, like he deserves to start. But if, but if he keeps showing us more of what he's shown us, like I, I have no shame. Like this is a guy in a one-year deal. Like he, he knows he's not part of the future. He's what? 30. Is he 37? Do I have that right? 36, 36, 36, like mid to late thirties. It point remains. Yeah, no, you, I think we know what this year is. Like, Yeah. And like I said, you're not beholden to him. We're not, I think we can all agree. This is not a world series year. This is a bridge year. I know everyone hates that, but that's the reality of it. At least right now, you know, things can change, but I I just don't, I don't know what Corey Kluber does for you other than an insurance policy. In case someone gets hurt, you got a guy who can throw out there who can keep you in games. But even to that point, he hasn't done that. So uh, yeah, I I don't hate the idea of moving him into mop-up duty. And if he hates it and wants out, so be it. You can John Smoltz him. Yeah. Wow. Geez. What? 2009? Yeah. Oh, nine. Yeah. Oh, did, they traded him, right? Or did he get waived and picked up by the Cardinals? I know he went to the Cardinals. I just he don't know if it was Cardinals. a trade. Yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, that, I can't believe he was on the Red Sox. Weird, weird to think. That you was think a weird, weirdest ever. Weird time. He hates the Red Sox, by the way. My God. Yeah, Every time, I, anytime he does a broadcast. Oh, he brutal. hates the Red Sox. <laughs> kind of funny but yeah to, to, to put a bow on it i would do another trip through the six-man rotation gordo i like that idea thank you for uh, kind of convincing me in one direction if kluber keeps doing what he's been doing i got no problem with cutting ties or moving him to the bullpen he's not part of the future we're not winning the world series this year let's be realistic he's a body i think you could probably yeah. get something for him though i Maybe. i think some team would definitely like money if, You'd have to eat money. But are, but that's the thing, though, is like you would have to do like the whole like, oh, I'm not willing to. I'm more than willing to go like beyond the a six trip through the rotation. Like you would probably have to get him like a little bit more appearances because his like his whip isn't bad. Like he's decent at like restricting guys from like really getting on. Um, it's just when they get on, he doesn't know how to make sure that they score or that a lot they of don't homers. score. A lot of yeah, homers, a lot of big innings. I think yeah. the uh, the eighty seven mile an hour cutter right down the middle is uh, ill advised in my not not the best to hang something over the middle. That's me. 
personally. I don't know about how you guys would coach a team. Something I, would I wouldn't call him. I would prefer he not do that. However, he seems very insistent on continuing to throw <laughs> 87 mile an hour cutters directly down the middle. So last year, oh no, this the page just went away. Uh, last year his cutter averaged 86. This year it is 80. No, it's 86. But last year the four seam averaged 89, and this year it's 87. So wow. I mean, that's that's just it's not it's not gonna play. And no. obviously he deserves just like from what he's done, he deserves a chance to get it together. He deserves a multiple month opportunity to get it together. But he's, he's gonna with have what a case. this team Yeah. I mean he he's gonna have a case for the Hall of Fame. He's an unbelievable pitcher. I just what's his what do you do here? What but do you also, do? What is your you goal have, of what do you have year? to lose though? Like that's like what that's, is your goal? Like, it circles back to like what we were talking about at the beginning of this episode of like as long as the Red Sox kind of stay mid, like I'm okay with Heim trying stuff out. Um, but like if it starts clogging up like the growth for younger guys, like exactly. if we can't see like Bayo get more outings because we're working that six man rotation instead of a five, then I start to have issues with it. But like as of right so now, you like do. you could say I don't Bayo mind as long as we're 500. What did you just say, Sammy? I said, that's another thing you can do. You could send Bayo down for a few starts, let him get his feet under him, let Kluber keep going. And if Kluber doesn't figure it out. I don't hate that. But I, I also want to see, I want to see like Bayo it. again because Bayo already had what, four starts in Lister? Bayo's shown he can pitch up here. Yeah. yeah his the best way to develop the guy is to pitch him up here. And if, if you ask me from a starting pitcher perspective, like what's the goal of this year? I would say it's to go into next year with at least three guys who you're like comfortable as at least mid rotation guys so that in the off season, you can put the bow on it. You can get one or two more guys Shohei to Otani. put the bow on the rotation. Shohei Otani. Coop. Coop. Shohei it rained on him this weekend. Coop. Yeah. So no. it, rains, it rains in California. Coop. It rained on him. It, it literally on rained on him. We all saw it. He's not made of sugar. He won't melt. <laughs> Gordo, um, to, to counter your point, I don't think it really harms much if you let Bayo do like one or two AAA starts and dominate down there, feel good about himself. By the way, this has absolutely nothing to do with his previous start on Sunday or Monday in the Monday. torrential downpour. I, my head almost exploded. I had a friend of mine text me saying he doesn't think Bayo's ready for the majors because of that start. I swear, my head almost caught on fire. This guy can't pitch without a dome. I don't think so. Get him out of here. This guy couldn't pitch in that monsoon? What's he oh, doing up here? Jesus Christ. David Mellor, he knows how to test out the prospects. I'm glad that they didn't yank him off the field that early. We really got to see the real Brian Bayo right there. Yeah, man. But hey. Thanks. I'll hang up and listen. If, if you put Bayo in AAA and you give Kluber a few more starts and it doesn't work out, you bring Bayo back up, figure out something else with Kluber. But no what if it does? What if what if Kluber is good? Are you just going to leave Bayo in AAA? If Kluber is good and you get to the trade deadline and there's a contender who's like, we need a depth starter, boom, there you go. Get another prospect. Heim loves it. You're going to leave Bayo in AAA until the deadline? I, I mean, it's not ideal, but if you can get a good asset out of it and still get innings in the majors out of Bayo, yeah, there's options. They do have options. This is a good problem to have. 
It's not like they're they're overflowing with aces or anything, but I would rather like we've seen I remember 2020 when like one starter would get hurt, which happened like right away with Erod, like and they had to go they didn't have any depth triple arms and they had to go like oh Kyle Zach Hart. Godley. We're gonna sign Zach Godley. Like Kyle Hart. Oh god, that was brutal. That and was that brutal. Blum, Jeffrey Springs. Thank God we oh, got rid of God. Him. Actually, he's injured, so that's yeah, not as rest, painful. Rest in peace to Jeffrey Springs' elbow. I actually feel really bad about that. He was killing it. Like, uh, he'll come back, and he'll be throwing 99, and he'll be the best pitcher in baseball because he's on the race. So don't worry about him. It's true. He will. Yeah. <laughs> don't doubt it. <laughs> Nobody disagrees. But, yeah, I I, I don't want to send Bayo to AAA. I'm just saying it's an option. It's not my it first one. Uh, it's kind of a weird – and we've said this a thousand times at this point. The roster construction is weird. But at this point, we're kind of running into good problems because of that. So no complaints. Yeah, they have they have eight starting pitchers you can turn to, and you're not gonna be, you're not gonna count yourself out of a game before it starts if any of the top eight guys, in terms of starting pitchers, are pitching that day. Like if Kyle Crawford's on the mound, you feel okay about it. If Kluber's on the mound, like you don't feel great, but you can win the game. Like it's not like it's not like you're putting Kyle Hart on the mound. Yeah, agreed. And this is another reason that when people say Bloom might be on the hot seat, I don't agree. You said it last week. You can't get rid of a guy before his best prospects even make it to the majors. Like, that's his whole bread and butter. So when we start having these issues of too many bodies, that is a good thing. And now we're talking yep. about, oh, do we want to lock up this corner outfielder and this corner outfielder? Because maybe we need room for another one. These are good problems to have. And that's why I don't think we got to get rid of Bloom right now. You know, if it doesn't work out in three years from now, or maybe not three, it doesn't work out in a couple of years from now, then we can talk. But you got to give the guy time. His whole his whole thing, his shtick is minor leaguers, building up the system, homegrown talent, and then you supplement it with guys like Trevor Story or if you're the Yankees, Garrett Cole. You know what I mean? So that on. It, we're running into and, a lot of problems. And it's that also like, what else are you going to do? Like, if you're not going to – like if if you bring in a GM that's going to compete, like they're not really going to be able to compete. So it's yeah. like, you might as well just stick with the guy with the plan that he's doing right now and reevaluate at the end of the year. If things go that cataclysmically, um, but they're not going that way. Like you're Good teetering word, at like, thank you. I, is that a word? I was just going to say, I don't know if that's a word. Catacly if it's, if it's, if it's not a word, I take it back, but it sounds like I can't even it, pronounce it. It's a big it. word. Cataclysmically. cataclysmically. And, yeah. and people will say people will, like say people will say like oh he he didn't get the uh, he didn't get the ace he didn't he didn't get that starting pitcher he promised in free agency who but would like, you what? have signed and it's like who? how much would they have actually helped out this team like they, yeah, it, it's a flawed be... team it's not the worst team in the world carlos it's a flawed Rodon. team though yeah. yeah carlos rodon who by the carlos way carlos rodon's not walking through that way, door another setback yesterday for carlos rodon i yeah. had someone say chris bassett where do you think this team would be with chris bassett Give me a break. So, and then we would, have, we would have nine starters. You instead of eight, you'd have nine starters, right? Like, fantastic, great. And you're you're lucky. You'd be over the luxury tax, and we'd have to do that whole song and dance again. So, I'm I'm cool with how everything's pre played out so far. I know we were really negative in our last episode, but rightfully it's, so. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's it good to be spot. kind of. It, we're kind of like where we all predicted right now, right in the middle. So, it is what it is. It feels to me like this team and, and like I wanted thing. them to have this really good April so that you could have a little bit of wiggle room. But it feels to me like we're going to kind of like teeter the line of 500 and then either we're going to get like a like a two and seven run that's just going to push us way down. And it's like, OK, here we are. 
or they're going to win. They're going to rattle off like six wins in a row. All of a sudden they're six games above 500. And it's like, okay, like now we move. It's going to be one or the other. Who the, who the hell knows which one it's going to be, but that, I feel like this is going around. Could also just keep going this way all year. Just like, go, mean, like consistently two games above, two games below, and just keep teetering that line. Consistently average. I think like the structure of like like how you like have to play every team now, it kind of makes it easier to stay. Uh, okay, beginning of May is going to be a little scary. You start with the Blue Jays four games, three game series into the Phillies, and then two games in the middle of that week against the Braves, which then goes in three game series against the Cardinals, followed up by a three game series against the Seattle Mariners. After that, starting on the 19th, you have a three game series against the Padres, and then you go back to facing the Angels for another three game series. That's a gauntlet of a like month for teams. Like that's going to be challenging for the Red Sox. It's a bunch of bombs, bro. I'm seeing an undefeated bunch month. Of bombs. Easy. Yeah. No. San Diego Padres. Who? Who? Okay, hold on. Cardinals. You said okay. So the Cardinals are in there. They're below 500. Phillies are in there. They're below 500. But you got the Phillies Braves who are beast. But they're not. Phillies are not going to have any success unless they release Noah Song. Bring Noah back. It's the Give curse him of back. Song. True. That's the curse. You're right, Sam. Song of Ice and Fire. May he curse the Philadelphia Phillies until they return him. I'm okay not having him back. The dude hasn't... He's been at basic training for like three years now. He's not baseball ready. Principal. Um, That's why he's got to be in the minors instead of what Philly's doing with him. Like, insanity. That's true. They're just ruining the poor kid's career just to... Stick it to your old team. Like, what the hell is that about? I have, I have a feeling that was a Dave Dombrowski, like, giant middle finger to you guys. What a, like, what he doesn't a weenie. Care. What a weenie. Like, go get your year subscription to weenie. Go, go throw on your, <laughs> your runner-up World <laughs> Series ring. Like, the losers oh, that you are. Oh, yeah. That was ridiculous, Coop. That was is that, that a some thing bullshit that people right do? there. It, is no. That, is, what, no. What's up? Better not Listen, be. the Red Sox... I'm very fortunate. The Red Sox have never lost the World Series. I don't know about you guys, but have you ever seen the Red Sox lose a World Series? I have not. Thank yeah. God I haven't. I don't know no. how that so would go. So I think we're just, are we just like ignorant to it? Are, I mean, are we privileged? Are you if we could see them lose the World Series. He was like, we, he was mad after he lost. So he's like, I'm going to take this this guy from the Red Sox and they're going to be so mad, even though I'm building a contender and should be focusing on winning a world series for this team that hasn't won in uh, what? 2008. A lot of years. They resigned or not that they resigned, but they got Trey Turner. I don't know if you remember yeah, that. Look at their pitching yeah. staff. Look at their bullpen. They didn't That's do anything. That's true. Like that. Which hey, they are eight. eight and 11. You know, who's starting tonight for them. You know, who's pitching Mastro. for the Phillies as we Mastro. speak. Mastro. Mastro. Okay. But did you Mastro. see what he's doing? He's of, pretty good. He's looking pretty good. The beer hold on, man. I gotta see. If, did he go beyond the fifth? He had eleven. He's actually off to a really good start. Yeah. Credit to Matt Strom. Good guy or total scumbag? We haven't decided no, yet. Great, That's great strong. guy. Great guy. Great guy. Certified great guy. Okay. Good. 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 Yeah. I'm glad because I actually really liked him last year. I wanted him to stay as our lefty bullpen guy. I was kind of upset when he left. Yeah, he was good. He was I good. picked up. I don't know if I have it. Uh. I don't know. I picked up his rookie card uh, and I was just like, hey, like just like I sent it to him like at the end of the season. I was like, hey, man, like I appreciate because he did a few interviews with us and he was great. Um, 
I was like, check out like this thing that I just uh, found. And he was like hyped about it. And he was just like, man, like, I hope I'm back in Boston because it's a fun city. So like that's yeah. like, when he didn't get that's good. Yeah. So, so he's a good like, all around good dude. I'm excited to the Red Sox are in. No, the Philly Phillies come here. So he's yeah, going to get a nice. Uh, he's going to get like a 10 second video tribute for his one season here. <laughs> that's that actually be hilarious. Oh, hey, one thing I wanted to add. Um, I went to the game on Wednesday or Tuesday, excuse me. I finally saw the lights at Fenway, the light show. Oh my God. Awesome. That is awesome. 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 And if you don't like that, wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> awesome. That is Bad so dog. Cool. Yeah. Literally, Other literally than- no one is saying, or who says no? Like no one. No one is saying no. So both the games I've been to this year are day games. And they Boomer. did the light show once for the marathon game, and they did it in the ninth, but it was light out. So it was kind of weird, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's pretty sick at night. I'm they do still it for, on team for it. They didn't do it the other night for Kike Hernandez's home run, correct? I don't know. It, it, oh, well, hey, I do have Last one complaint night? about the lights. My, my lone complaint, wait till the guys are like off the field. Rafi almost got drunk. Oh, yeah. Oh my God! Can you what imagine? Rafi almost got drilled in the head. Some, so the inning ended. Duran tried to I, throw him the ball. Yeah, yeah, and and, and the light the show light started show. as the ball's oh. in the air. Yeah. The lights go but, off. Devers can't see the ball. It flies right over his head. To to my point, if you don't like the light show, touch grass. It's awesome. I love it. 10 out of 10. I think that's the issue is everyone that complains about it is just watching it on the Nesson broadcast. Like you got to be there. They just see how it is on TV. It's it's very cool in person. It's the entire ballpark is flashing. It's not just like on the field, everything. And it's friggin' amazing. I can't, when I heard about it, I saw people like throwing their opinions out, like it, love it. Didn't really have an opinion. I am hundred percent in. I think it's so cool. And it's nice to see Fenway, you know, kind of modernizing while still like maintaining the classic seeming, seeming like it like the old Absolutely. place like i'm glad that they didn't do like colored stuff for it and everything like it's just like it looks like the old lights and then you get a little yeah. fun atmosphere every once in a while but on that note oh gordo last thought oh i'll give you i'll give you a club couple closing thoughts a couple closing right. thoughts all right first shout out garrett whitlock uh proving the garrett whitlock is a starter community at least temporarily right so making our shout rotation out to all of us questions even harder Hell yeah. Love Garrett Whitlock, the starter. Second off, Caleb Ort, last six innings. He's allowed one run in those six innings. So shout out Caleb Ort. Don't know if that'll continue, but I want to give him the shout out while I can. Let's go Warthog. Warthog. Love that. All right. I don't really have any notes. I'm just chilling. Um, my one, my note is I noticed that the uh, the foul poles have lights on them now. They've always had that. Oh, is that? In left field. Like, that, like the LEDs that go all the way up it? Yeah, yeah, that's always been that. That, unless it's well, just a, a reflect a reflector. Well, they, I sat I, on the I sat on the first baseline for the first time in probably like fifteen years, so maybe it's just that. Normally, I've never I'm, noticed that. I've I've definitely noticed that before. Check it out, Gordo. You'll be the decider if it's been there. Not to rain on your your discovery there. Okay, well, if you haven't seen the lights on the foul pole, <laughs> they're very cool. Don't let Coop Listen, make you feel bad about it. I'm They're sorry. Cool. You know we what? Love tweet at, lights on this podcast. Next time, next time you go to Fenway and you see the light on the pole, tweet a picture at me. Just, just be like, hey, Coop, did you know <laughs> that there's do. light Big here? Light 
Love lights, Hanukkah, eight <laughs> lights, nine if you count the extra. So, lamp. Yeah. You were a big fan of the lamp memes. Oh, I love lamp. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like the moth? Yeah. You're talking about the moth memes? Or the, yeah, like, brother? That was a good time. Is- well, that was like circa 2018, 2019. I would, I would say like 2015. That's like old school no, internet. Oh, that's not that's not that old. Oh, well, you know, internet years is it's like dog years. Like two years is like 14. <laughs> that's true. That's yeah. true. But, all right. Well, on that note, we'll wrap up the Who Says No. Uh, when we chat next time, we will have what a four three. Well, I think right now I'm. Because they're going to okay, three games against the Brewers and three against the Orioles. So we'll have a some international league to cover. We'll see how it goes. Yes. Maybe the maybe the Brewers yeah. aren't hot anymore. I don't know. But we'll figure it out. All right. Peace out. <laughs>